Today I'm joined by Daryl Mackey, the PPC candidate for Oshawa. All right, everyone, welcome back to episode 85 of Conservative Roundup. Today I'm t- joined by the, the PPC candidate, Daryl Mackey, for, for Oshawa. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us, Daryl. It's awesome to have you, and I look forward to this interview. Aiden, I'm so happy to be here to do this podcast with you. To see a, a young man standing up for conservative values is very impressive, and anything I can do to support and encourage you, I'm game, man. Well, great. Well, why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself first? Yeah, so listen, I'm, uh, I'm running for the PPC in Oshawa. It feels right, it feels free, and it feels like I'm doing something good, but I'm not a politician, right? Yep. I'm a teacher, I'm a husband and father, I've got five daughters, um, but you know, I, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm a Christian person as well, uh, but I'm, I'm just a, a critical thinker, right? Mm-hmm. And it's very obvious that you know, critical thinking has been lost in the past 18 months. And, uh, you know, I kind of got, I, I, my, my life as a teacher, I could have, I could have sailed off into the sunset, mm-hmm. went to work at nine, went home at three 30, coached a few sports, ate Cheetos on the couch <laughs> and retired mm-hmm. with a good pension. Mm-hmm. But the past 18 months made me realize how precious and how precarious our freedoms are that I took for granted. And I think all of us took for granted, um, you know, and when they started not even just chipping away at them, but just blasting them and completely eliminating them one by one or five or six at a time. Mm-hmm. I realized that you know something was not smelling good in the state of Denmark, and you know I kind of follow the the line of thinking of Jordan Peterson, right? Who's been a big influence on my life over the past couple of years, mm-hmm. and I realized that you know something's gonna change. It's up to me. Mm-hmm. I have to take personal responsibility for the problems I see around me mm-hmm. and clean up my own room. Right. So, yeah. you know, that starts with cleaning up my own life and I'm not a perfect person. Um, but you know, I'm trying to do my best, but you know, this, this country is my home. Right. So, mm-hmm. and, and this is my room. Ontario <laughs> is my room and Oshawa is my, my room. So mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I do my best for my community. Mm-hmm. So when I saw these, rights and freedoms being eliminated i i didn't i didn't stand for it right mm-hmm. i i've done you know like uh i've been in front of classes my whole life right so yeah. i can teach i can um, stand in front of a whole school and have an assembly but i've never really spoke in front of a big crowd on an important social topic so this is all new to me mm-hmm. right um yeah. i had no intentions of getting into this i know this is a long story but mm-hmm. um I was in Florida when all this stuff broke down and uh, I knew something wasn't right when I came back. And when I came back from Florida, I made up a sign that said uh, those who would give up, you know, eternal uh, liberty for temporary security deserve neither Benjamin Franklin. Mm -hmm. And on the other side of the sign, I said no more lockdowns and no forced vaccinations. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I knew that that's where this was going, but I had that sense. But anyways, I walked, I walked around Oshawa by myself, just holding that sign. Yeah. And down, downtown Oshawa can sometimes be, you know, you know, a dead zone. Stores are closed up, right? So yep. there's nobody joining me. And I thought I was the only person that felt this way. I had to travel to Ottawa to a rally that was up there with my father-in-law. And, mm-hmm. you know, joined together with people. 
And when I was there, they had a, a sign-up sheet for people to say something, right? Well, yeah. Open, open mic. And I'd never done this before, but I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm mm-hmm. going to do it. So I got up, I spoke for five minutes, and I ended with, you know, and God bless Canada, and God bless all of us, right? Mm-hmm. And people responded to that. Anyways, I got a card there, and I found out there was a group in Oshawa that was meeting called Rise Up Durham. I uh, came back, I joined up with them, and I kind of started protesting. And I'm not a huge protester, and I still don't mm-hmm. think of myself as that, even though I've been protesting the lockdowns mm-hmm. for about you know a year and a half. The, the, the most important thing I realized, though, protesting week after week for a year and a half, was that the messages on my sign, whether it's like, businesses are essential or, you know, don't mask your kids or whatever it is, right? No forced vaccinations. The message on the sign was less important than getting together with those people week after week and Mm. keeping community and keeping connections alive because the isolation of these lockdowns is soul deadening, right? Mm -hmm. And the isolation makes you vulnerable to the, you know, psychological persuasions of the media And uh, that's been the most valuable thing. So as I've been meeting, I kind of, you know, would talk to people. And my main question is, why are you doing this? Like, why are you coming out, getting yelled at? People would throw stuff at us, Mm -hmm. give us the finger driving by and say, like, you know, you're killing grandmother, right? Mm -hmm. Like, why are like, I know why I'm doing it. Why are you guys doing this? And a lot of people had a kind of faith reason for why they do it. They couldn't articulate it, but they realized that there's something bigger going on. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so when we'd have the rallies, eventually it kind of morphed into bigger rallies and we'd have speakers and, you know, I'd take the mic and, uh, you know, I'd spend a lot of time putting thought and effort into writing speeches. And I did that for about a year and kind of found my voice. And ultimately, we realized that, you know, people are hungering and thirsting for for god and truth and a foundation mm-hmm. you know and their freedom this whole time so those are things that i am all about and i'm very passionate about and mm-hmm. as this thing has gone on you know speaking to these issues has become easier and easier mm-hmm. like i would spend probably a week and a half writing a, a 10 minute speech paring it down yeah you know because i wanted to get it right because this stuff really mattered to me um, but as this thing's gone on, I've, I've really found my voice and it's, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to make anything up anymore. Mm-hmm. It's hitting closer and closer to home that, you know, it's really on my heart, what is going on and what we're fighting for and, and what, you know, what the, you know, freedom movement or what the people's party is all about. And I feel like I have complete freedom to be myself and speak from my heart and, uh, you know, it's resonating with people who are desperate for someone to lead them to responsibility and, you know, goodness and um, freedom. Mm-hmm. So Definitely. that's kind of how I found myself here. And mm-hmm. then, you know, how I found myself in the PPC, mm-hmm. you know, they put out a, an ad saying like, uh, like that, uh, what's that? American uh, guy with the hat, Uncle Sam. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want mm-hmm. you, and it was Maxine Bernier saying, <laughs> I want you mm-hmm. to join the run for the PPC. And my wife yeah. found it on her phone. Mm-hmm. She's like, hey, Daryl, take a look at this. You know, maybe mm-hmm. you should do this. Yeah. I think I think she's proud of me, but she probably regrets showing me that <laughs> a little bit. Because uh-huh. it, it's, uh, it's a big job and it's mm-hmm. a big deal. Yeah. But that's, 
that's how I did. I took the chance and realized, hey, you know, if nobody's going to do something about it, then I sure as sure as heck will. Definitely. So that's kind of how you kind of got like the little bug to run, right? Yeah, absolutely, man. No, is it kind of like hard? Because coming like from being as a teacher, you kind of see like all over is, is the liberal indoctrination in the schools, right? You see with the kids, you see with the teachers. I mean, the teacher, I mean, they're solely responsible for the kids of how they're turning out today, right? I mean, just even uh, today, I mean, we kind of had, uh, just in law class, we kind of had this liberal teacher. He's like, uh, he, he jumped from abortion, then over to God, then over to like down southern states in, the, in America. Like, like what? Like, like that's American politics. Like, 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 just leave that over there, right? I, I mean, that's how kind of how far fetched the the kind of the teachers have gone, right? So it's kind of like hard to if you kind of like had like when you're when you are a teacher, like when you're in the classrooms, you kind of have to kind of like keep things to yourself because you don't kind of want to be like reported or fired or anything. Absolutely, it's it's very very difficult to be a conservative or a traditional minded person in mm -hmm. the school system, right? Mm -hmm. Even in the elementary school system where I am. Um, it's a very, very, not only liberal bias, but almost extreme leftist bias and communistic in many, many ways, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I think the most important part of education we've lost way of. Mm -hmm. It's sort of become an indoctrination camp for leftist ideology where kids are told what to think and, uh, you know, which side of each issue to be on, right? Mm -hmm. Um, whether it's, you know, like the pride parade issues or environmental issues or um, immigration issues or wh whatever, whatever the issues are, yeah. you're just told what to think. And me as a teacher, my job, and I've never pulled any punches and I've never influenced a kid in my class to think the way I think, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not afraid to express ideas, but my, my passion in the class is to teach kids how to look at both sides of an and no, we, we this should be so, so common, but it's not yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. To to look at both sides of an issue, to understand what you believe, right? Mm -hmm. Do all the research, understand thoroughly what you believe, back it up with info, and have you know for for kids and you know a ten year old, mm -hmm. they're yeah. only going to have maybe two or three reasons to explain why they think it, and that's all good. Yeah. But they should even at that young age of ten years old understand what the opposite side is and one or two reasons why the other side think what they think yeah and that's that's critical thinking right mm -hmm. so that's what i've always tried to do in my class yeah. and it's becoming more and more a dangerous venture even mm -hmm. to offer you know critical thinking <laughs> lesson yeah, exactly. I mean, we see that in, in, in every like college uh, or university level. I mean, look at, uh, I mean, kind of, we've kind of seen one on the conservative campaign. We've kind of seen a lot of flip-flopping, right? And, we've, and just even last week, we saw Mr. O'Toole flip-flop on, uh, on, I guess, defunding schools that don't, that don't uphold free speech. I mean, he flip-flopped on that. He flip-flopped on vaccine passports, then the gun ban earlier uh, last week as well, right? I, I mean, and that's what we're going to see, right? I mean, the PPC platform, you guys aren't going to flip-flop on everything. You guys are going to stay true to your values like Stephen Harper and, and uphold them and, and, and speak up. Listen, I, I, don't, I, don't know if, uh, I don't know if any good thing can last forever, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know if the PPC ideas will last 200 years, right? Mm -hmm. I, know, I know that right now I get the sense that Maxime Bernier is a man of integrity, right? I know he walked away from a job that's a very high-paying, couple hundred thousand dollar a year job to start 
this new party. And, you know, I've heard him say a few things like, you know, he, he takes his hits on the um, identity politics issues when he says, we don't care. We're not keeping track of who's a man, a woman, black, white, gay, straight. Mm. You know, we just want the best people for the job. And he yeah. takes his hits for that. But he also says, there are many things we could do to get more votes, mm. but we're not willing to do it. Right? So yeah. that's, his, that's his rhetoric. Mm. I've taken him at his word. But I can tell you that as a candidate for the PPC, I have been given complete freedom to express myself in whichever way I, I want to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not afraid to be politically incorrect, speak out on whatever topics come, mm-hmm. um, and I feel like I can do it respectfully, right? Yep. Um, you know, we don't always get the same respect back given to us by people who think opposite to us, but... Like, there is something very, very special going on with this party right now mm-hmm. where, you know, we have an ethos of freedom, responsibility, mm-hmm. fairness, and respect. And it, it is plainly obvious when you look through our platform, when you look at the candidates, that, like, we really are embracing and embodying those values. And they're mm-hmm. very, very hard to argue against. And I think that's why the strategy against us is to silence and censor us and to act like we don't exist because mm-hmm. it's really impossible to argue against those four pillars. Yeah, exactly. So my next question for you is, Daryl, so what are some things, if, you, if you're next elected as the next MP for Oshawa, what are some things you kind of want to see changed around the community or, or in the riding? Absolutely. Uh, the, the number one thing about Oshawa is its reputation mm-hmm. as a town that makes things, right? Mm-hmm. We've always been a GM town, making some of the coolest cars, you know, anywhere. And that's kind of like ebbed and flowed over the years. And we've got to a place where GM's requiring huge bailouts to survive. Mm -hmm. And I'm not a huge bailout person, but I am a huge manufacturing guy. Mm -hmm. I think that the the globalist model of sending, sending jobs overseas that we can have cheap products to buy is a very short sighted. I love, you know, going to the dollar store and getting up little knickknacks that won't last long (laughs) as much as the next Uh person, right? And that's all good. But the cost of those cheap products and, and, you know, whether it's Walmart or dollar store, and I don't have a problem with those stores, um, is that, you know, we're losing losing good paying jobs that people can be proud of, right? Mm -hmm. So I would like to see our manufacturing sector restored so that we can get back to the, our, our ethos as a, as a, as a community, yeah. right? So that would be the number one thing. I think we do that through tax incentives and invitations, um, you know, and, uh, you know, not punishing people when they're successful, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, along with that, I think small business, in my mind, is the backbone of our community. I think mm-hmm. the, the nuclear family unit is the like essence of our society but yeah. small business on top of that is essential mm-hmm. i would never ever again force small businesses to shut down mm-hmm. right i think that they should be free to make responsible decisions and i think that when people are free to be creative and use their energies and solve problems that that's how we you know make the world a better place and find meaning and purpose mm-hmm. so you know those types of jobs or what I would focus on. And secondly, obviously, we have a big homelessness and addiction problem. 
know, throughout the city, but obviously mm. through our downtown core, yeah. right? Mm. Um, I think we need to focus on the addiction side of it. Um, I worked with, uh, you know, Durham Dignity for the Homeless, for example, who has mm. a, you know, kind of a camp, like a, a trailer set up at Midtown Mall, you know, providing clothing yep. and food and resources for homeless people. But the guy who runs it, Raymond Bond, he is a type of person who he's been through hard times himself. Okay. And he knows what, you know, these people are going through, mm-hmm. but he saw a problem and he took it upon himself to solve the problem. And he has run into nothing but red tape from all levels of government trying to solve the problem he's solving. Mm-hmm. He's been removed from the locations he set up. It goes even so far where he's got a really successful operation helping people who are in desperate situations. He asks the city for a garbage can, you mm-hmm. know, because there's baggies and stuff that people have their food mm-hmm. in, and they won't give him a garbage can. And they and they just despite him, they put a garbage mm-hmm. can a hundred meters down down the parking lot. And, you know, and then there's, there is garbage around him, right? Mm-hmm. But that's the type of thing that I don't want to see. I don't think that government can solve all our problems. Mm-hmm. I think people and individuals solve problems. And I think the more government kind of gets out of the way or is there to kind of maybe go alongside or not, not hinder mm-hmm. people or just make, not make it hard for people to do the things that they can do, mm-hmm. that's how we'll, we'll get through this. So his philosophy and the same as mine is not a harm reduction model where we're giving out needles and giving out drugs. Mm-hmm. Right. I yeah. think that that is the opposite of how we're, we'll solve the addiction problem in, mm-hmm. in Oshawa. Yeah. I think we need to get people to, to clean themselves up and get off the drugs. And I think that along with the health comes personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. Sorry to keep going back to that, but I think that anything you're given that's free, right. Whether it's, universal basic income or you win the lottery or someone comes along and says here's a free bag lunch right mm-hmm. or here's a free service to get you off the drugs there's something corrupting about free okay mm-hmm. i think that anything that that you get you should be responsible for and there should be some sort of you know like expectation that you're going to pay back or give back mm-hmm. and what that also does is fosters your sense of self-worth and your like meaning to the community right mm-hmm. so that's that's one way that I would try to help that situation that we're facing in our inner core, right? Down yeah, down. Definitely. Well, I mean, look at, I mean, look at Ontario. We've seen the past 18 months there. I mean, all, I mean, literally Ontarians are begging to be locked down. Oh, we want to be locked down. Please give us, we want more handouts. We want more money to sit at home all day and not go to work. I mean, I mean, look at the huge labor shortage in Ontario right now. I mean, I mean, when we, when we, I mean, right now we're in the process of people of government making like mandating vaccines for for every workplace, right? Um, if that kind of goes through, right, that's a quarter of Ontario's workforce completely gone. You know, you know, one of my favorite quotes is, is from former President Trump is, "We don't worship government; we worship God." Right? I mean, look, I mean, what we've seen in the past eighteen months is huge government overreach. We've seen it on every day's people's lives, their business. As you said, the red tape, right? I mean, it's making more. It's making lives more impossible to actually for people to actually go out and do something, go to work, go. I mean, look at a story that uh, you've brought up before is is when you've gone to Walmart and you've seen a uh, woman she can't buy boots for her for a child, right? But there, but there's boots for dogs on like the next aisle over. Yeah, that, that's just the most like in a nutshell the problem with what we're facing that how we've lost our way, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, 
the government is getting so big that it's starting to enroach into our own bodies, mm-hmm. right? You know, before we used to be, you know, safe in our on our farm with the you know the fence we put up, or safe yeah. in our homes or in our families, but we're not. We're, we're realizing that we're not safe anywhere from the government, and safety is the big buzzword that people are using to justify all these things. But the more mm-hmm. safety people are clamoring for, we're actually less safe and less free. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the, uh, you know, just like to touch on the, 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 the UBI, right? So mm-hmm. people are getting CERB payments and they're getting $2,000 a month or whatever it is. And when stores open up, they can't hire enough people to come back and go to work. And mm-hmm. why is that? It's because they're looking for young people who are 18 to 22 who are making $2,000 a month to sit at home and play video games or whatever, right? And, you know, if I was in that stage of life and somebody said, hey, you can make $2,000 a month playing video games or you can make $2,400 a month, but you got to work 40 hours a week and have a boss yelling at you, it's Mm -hmm. obviously an easy decision and I understand why they don't want to come back. Mm -hmm. That's what's corrupting about free money. But the problem is, is that, when you are sitting on your, you know, behind on the couch at home, you're not contributing and you're slowly losing that meaning and purpose that you have in life, right? Mm-hmm. Life is meant to be hard. When, when life yeah. is hard, that's how you grow. That's how you build character, right? Mm-hmm. That, that old saying I really love, like, um, hard times produce good men. Good mm-hmm. men produce um, good times. Good times produce weak men. Weak men produce tough times. And, you know, where are we on that uh, schedule or cycle? Yeah. You know, I think we're uh, heading into some hard times. And why is that? Because mm-hmm. we've had weak men for the past, you know, 20, 30 years because times have been so good, right? Mm-hmm. Why were times so good? Because we had men that were so good, they were willing to sacrifice their own lives, mm-hmm. not even for their own freedoms, but for the freedoms and rights of people halfway around the world that they would never see. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's where we're at. We mm-hmm. have weak men, and we're moving into uh, very difficult times. And I, for one, you know, feel like I'm not going to let it wash over me. I'm going to face it head on and uh, rise up to the challenge. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the outcome of all this, uh, you know, government intrusion into our own bodies is going to be, mm-hmm. but I can tell you, I, I think it might not be great. Right. It's very mm-hmm. obvious if you look historically, some of the, the uh, repeated patterns that you've witnessed in some of the yeah. other kind of communist or Marxist takeovers. I'm witnessing a lot of the same steps happening before our eyes. So mm-hmm. if things go the way they did in those places, it could be a disaster. But mm-hmm. I am not going to lay down. I am going to stand up, say what is right and defend the honor of you know, my country, my God, and my values no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, all of this is being done in the name of COVID, right? In the name of safety, they're stripping away every single fundamental right we have. But what's important, and, you know, as a teacher, I think the, the lessons of history are, are forgotten, mm-hmm. right? It's not prioritized. You know, kids really don't have to even know math or how to read. Mm-hmm. You can graduate elementary school, you can graduate high school. So you certainly don't have to know your history. And it's not obvious when you're in history class why it's important, right? When you're young, you're like, oh, man, that was 200 years ago or 100 years ago. And you mm-hmm. don't think you need to pay attention. 
but but things do repeat and human nature is very similar then as it is now yeah and every tyranny has its excuse and freedoms are not extinguished overnight mm-hmm. and you know we're witnessing the excuse of covid and in its name everything is disappearing before our eyes and there there doesn't seem to be enough people that that have a problem with it right there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that that love it right there is there is a certain safety of being in a cage right yep. if you're a caged lion you're not going to die you're not going to get attacked you're mm-hmm. going to get a fat steak every single day at the same time mm-hmm. you know and people are going to laugh at you or gawk at you or take pictures of you but that's not living right mm-hmm. i don't want to live that way i don't want life to be safe right mm-hmm. freedom isn't safe um god isn't safe it's dangerous right mm-hmm. it's dangerous to be free but it's good right yep. so um you know i i think that what's going on this past 18 months is the the most intrusive most comprehensive excuse to you know mm-hmm. to tear down western civilization mm-hmm. i can see it as plain as day and it's been i've been ringing the warning bell for 18 months as loud as i can um you know and all i'm asking for is you know our charter of rights and freedoms to be upheld i think mm-hmm. if we lived by those values and you know if i got in i think one of the first motions i put forward is to find a way to strengthen that charter of rights and freedoms mm-hmm. to get rid of the notwithstanding clause i think that if we live by those values no matter what walk of life you're in or what belief system you have or race religion creed sexuality you can live a good life and be protected right mm-hmm. and have opportunity to grow and succeed um but all i'm asking for is you know for example the freedom of speech to be upheld right mm-hmm. if this is the the greatest threat to our health and safety and livelihood that we've ever faced before in history then there should be no secrets mm-hmm. right when yeah. our provincial government has their covid round table and everybody at the table is sworn to secrecy as to what's being said there mm-hmm. that's a big problem yeah. right when doctors are treating patients on the ground and they treat thousands of patients they say listen with these early treatment options i'm seeing really good results mm-hmm. and they're punished for that right and something like you know for example when hydroxychloroquine it's something i'd never even heard of before covid right mm-hmm. so i'm no expert on hydroxychloroquine yeah. but what i've understood is that this was the most prescribed medication in all of north america for the past 70 years safe as anything people take it in africa week after week and it was banned at the start of this right and they say you can't use it now why not if this is the greatest threat to our livelihood that we've ever seen all options should be on the table right mm-hmm. so i think like i've been proposing the most common sense solutions yeah. right um you know throughout this whole time but common sense is out the window and you can see the totalitarian authoritarian push intrusion into us mm-hmm. that uh you know that's where this is going i just want people to be free to make their own responsible decisions for their own health and family mm-hmm. and uh you know that's been taken away from us definitely and that's what i'm fighting for mm-hmm. 
All right, so I got my next question is kind of two parts. So, so obviously, um, yesterday you got kicked out of the uh, the local candidates debates. I guess uh, quote unquote um, uninvited. So, can you kind of tell us a little bit about that? And the second part of the question is, can you tell us about your platform for Oshawa? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Aiden. Uh, yeah. So I, I got invited to the All Candidates Forum. It was held mm-hmm. at Rogers Studio by the Durham Region Association of Realtors, the Chamber of Commerce. The day before the debate, um, I got an email saying, sorry, we've made a mistake. You're uninvited to the debate. That was our mistake. Mm-hmm. So I emailed them back and said, don't worry. It's okay to make a mistake. You, you, you know, whatever it is, I'm ready to go. And they say, they email me back. So you don't understand. You're not invited to the debate. We didn't want to invite you. You can't come. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is, this is weird. And I've been observing cancel culture you know in the media you know Mm -hmm. for the past number of years from afar and i don't like the feel or sound of it but it's one of the first time where it sort of hits really close to home yeah um so i you know i tried calling them they wouldn't return my calls um you know there was no explanation given i think we all know the reason Mm -hmm. right you know if my gut tells me anything it's because i'm going to speak out against the vaccine passport and i'm going to speak for bodily integrity and freedom of choice and mm-hmm. a number of other things that they don't want to hear right so yep. what i hope anybody who knows that i've been banned from the debate i hope they ask themselves what would daryl say mm-hmm. why can't we hear what this man is uh is talking about yeah anyway so i i uh the day of the debate i went out canvassing um from nine to twelve and after i canvassed i was near downtown so i went to knock on the door of the you know durham region association of realtors Knocked on the door, the, the lady who had canceled me looks out, goes back in her office and just won't answer the door, calls the police on me. They showed up and uh, they understood why I was there. I told them I'm just trying to get an answer. They were all cool. Um, but, you know, I, I got no no answer as to why I was kicked out or removed, right? So mm-hmm. that was that. You know, I told my people about it, my supporters, the groups I belong to, and they all rallied around me. We mm-hmm. plan to show up at the Rogers studio with maybe 200 people and have a peaceful protest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then an hour before the debate, magically the whole <laughs> debate was canceled. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll leave it to your imagination to figure out why the yep. whole thing should be canceled. My preference would have been, you know, let all five candidates speak. And you know what? If I, if I get up there and sound like a fool, if people don't like what I'm saying, then May the best ideas win. Oshawa's mm-hmm. very classically a union town and NDP wins a lot. That's all good. I don't even begrudge that. But mm-hmm. I think we're at a time where there's there's definitely a, a purple wave, you know, going across this nation and across yeah. Oshawa. And if I get up there and my ideas are resonating with people, mm-hmm. you know, I think that people have the right to hear what I have to say. Um, you know, and it's unfortunate that that's what we're dealing with. But mm-hmm. despite all that, it's not stopping me, man. I'm still yeah. going out every day with a smile. I got tons of energy, support, people coming by my side, and uh, it's not going to stop us. And we're rising in the polls, so that's really good, hmm. right? It's good to hear. Yeah. All right. So, my next question for you, Daryl. So, obviously, tonight's the English debates nationally. So, yeah. what do you think will play out tonight? How do you see tonight going? What do you What do you kind of think will be the, uh, I guess, the overall mood of the debate? I wish I would have been there to be outside, right? Yep. I think it'll be a very, very positive atmosphere. Like for, for all the, um, mm-hmm. the 
gravel throwing or whatever that happened the other day. Like I can tell you nobody that's like a PPC supporter or a freedom minded person that I've ever met in the past 18 months does things like that. Right. I really mm -hmm. think that that's a provocateur doing that thing. So the yep. only reason I say that is like the PPC people and freedom minded people are just normal people like you and I who just yeah. have families and go to work and watch TV and love this country. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think the atmosphere outside of that debate is going to be phenomenal. Right. Mm -hmm. Just patriotic, loving, supportive. I think the atmosphere inside is going to be very, very dark. Mm -hmm. I think that all, all of the other leaders are living in lies. I think that they're trying to cover their tracks. They're trying to play to the play to the crowd. They're trying to um, say things that they think will resonate. They're trying to be woke, right? They're mm -hmm. trying to just play beat to that drum. And I think the debate is going to be the most boring debate mm -hmm. I could ever imagine. I have absolutely <laughs> zero interest uh -huh. in watching it. I don't care what they have to say. They don't represent me in any way. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I think I could, I could predict word for word how they're going to answer every single question. Mm -hmm. and, and that's how I think it's going to be. But the reason why I say dark is because I've noticed, you know, in our leader, our dear leader, Justin Trudeau, a change in his countenance over the past, over this campaign, mm -hmm. right? He's sort of traditionally been like a, happy smiley wavy hair cool socks yeah. putting pot in every pipe kind of hippie fun loving guy mm -hmm. but i don't know if you've noticed his his facial expression his tone and his uh um the, the words that he's using he's really turned the corner and he's really starting to sound like the uh fascist psychopath as maxine bernier called him after he uh put out that those people speech mm -hmm. And, you know, I noticed it there, and Maxime Bernier hit the nail on the head. Um, but in his very last, um, you know, kind of press conference where he was talking about, um, oh, no, it was it was when Rebel News got oh, the yeah. chance to ask him a question, right? Mm -hmm. Where they, they've been denied and blocked and, and not allowed to ask questions. They got their court injunction that allowed mm -hmm. them to ask their one question. And I yeah. believe it was Tamara Ugolini. Her question was very simple something to the effect of how do you feel about having to answer my question right <laughs> yeah Which is a, a, you know funny kind of uh backhanded slap in the face mm -hmm. right and his face turned so mean looking and he said basically something to the effect of like i don't want to have to answer your questions i don't want people to hear from you you're spreading anti-science disinformation and it was it was scary. Like, I'm not. I'm not scared of Justin Trudeau in any way. But mm. somebody who is taking that much power, who has that dark of a countenance and that kind of attitude of crushing his opponents, yeah. there is something, you know, historically fearful about that. And you know, that's one thing I'm, I want to pay attention to. Definitely. Well, I could. I can tell you. I think how the debate tonight will go. I think Anthony Paul will push more. More green energy. More green energy. Jagmeet Singh will be free everything. We want free this, free that, free tuition, whatever. Red Aaron, no vaccine passport. Yes, we want a vaccine passport. No, no, we don't want one. Yes, we do. Justin Trudeau will be there. Oh, hi, look at my hair, whatever. And then Blanche will be, oh, viva la Quebec, whatever. Um, I, I think, I think, and then outside we'll have uh, possibly a real leader that actually be outside standing up for Canadians. I mean, to see, I mean, 
Aaron O'Toole, I mean, he hasn't been anywhere over the last couple months. He can't he can't even come to his to his own riding for like five minutes. Like I get he's the national leader, but would it kill him to at least come to Durham for five minutes or even show up at his in his local candidate debate, right? But uh, well, I think uh, well, I have actually one last, one more last question for you, Daryl. Is yeah. what what is your last what what is one message you want to put out to everyone? Listen, I think that Canada is a great country, right? I think we've lost our way. We've forgotten who we are, where we've come from, and what our purpose is in this life, right? I think we've fallen prey to psychological trickery and Marxist ideology. Mm-hmm. I think this woke thinking that has permeated the schools for the past you know, 20, 30, 40 years is really starting to play out in the community. Uh, I think the most obvious symbol of our you know, decline as a nation is the fact that our flags are flying half-mast in perpetuity with no end in sight, and it's just a symbol of how we've come to hate ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want us to hate ourselves. I think we have you know, mistakes in our past, like any person does or any place does. Yeah. But I think comparably to every other nation on the world, I think Canada is an amazing place with opportunity for all. I think we, we need to restore our national honor and patriotism. And, you know, my first move if I was elected would be to, to put the flag back up the flagpole mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, get rid of get rid of this woke ideology. And I think I would... Um, you know, try to encourage people to, um, you know, focus on the things that unite us. And mm-hmm. even though we're so divided, what I mean by that is something as simple as our charter of rights and freedoms. You're mm-hmm. allowed to disagree, and that can even unite us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's kind of in a nutshell what my vision is for this country. Let's mm-hmm. start start you know loving Canada again and uh, start respecting each other again mm. so yep. well one thing to remember daryl is if you disagree with one thing about the conservative party's platform then you'll be you won't be a candidate and you won't be allowed to sit as, as a member of parliament for the conservative caucus dpc i can tell you that much awesome. all right well there's a huge honor to get you on here daryl i wish you all the best with the campaign and uh yeah you're such a great interview thank you aiden you're doing a great job i love your podcast and i uh, can't wait to see what you do next but thanks That was Daryl Mackey, the PPC candidate for Oshawa. The link to his website will be in the description. If you like this episode, please make sure to like and subscribe and to tune in on the next episode of Conservative Roundup.